Hello St Ninians, welcome to episode one of the podcast. Today we will be interviewing Mr Cool, but first the bulletin. Firstly, don't forget that we will return to school on Monday the 5th of November. On Tuesday the 6th of November, the army assemblies will take place at Upper School. That's followed by Wednesday the 7th of November, which is the year 10, it's all about the money junior achievement activity. On Thursday, Year 11 are going to the Employability and Schools event at the Villa Marina, and on Friday the 16th of November sees the start of Year 9's Careers Week. Year 13 Parents' Evening is on the 23rd of November, and the 29th is the Year 10 Parents' Evening. That concludes the bulletin. Over to the interview with Mr Cool. Thank you for being interviewed, Mr Cool. You took over as Headmaster a year ago. How has your first year been? Um, first year, it was incredibly busy. Um, I had to, even though I'd been at the school before, there were lots of changes which I had to learn. Um, but very, very enjoyable. It was really good to uh, work with lots of teachers who I already knew and to get to know all the students in the school. So overall, it was a very enjoyable but very busy year. Okay. And so why did you take the job as headmaster? Why did I take the job? Yes. Um, you probably might know that I taught at St Ninian's High School before moving for a quite a long time, for well over 10 years. So I did know St Ninian's very, very well, and it was always a very important part of me. So when an opportunity came up to um, be the head teacher of St Ninian's, um, it was something I really wanted to do. So uh, I put in my application and hoped that that would be the case, and I was lucky enough to get the job. So what's the best thing about being a headmaster? I mean you have so much power, you can do <laughs> things from little things to massive changes around. I think um, if you spoke to any teacher, they in, what they enjoy most is helping students to um, make progress and to help them learn and to move them on a little bit in their life journey. And um, I think when a teacher then starts to become um, a leader or heads up their department or becomes a head of year, they're able to have a little bit more influence on how their students can do that. And I suppose ultimately as the head teacher, um, I enjoy most being able to influence um, the way in which students are able to learn and access their learning. So that's probably what I think is the most different about being a head teacher. So what element of being headmaster has been the hardest? Um, there's quite a lot of unpleasant things that go along with it as well. Um, obviously where it comes to um, students who may be a naughty or okay. don't follow the rules and we have to then um, you know, um, take things to the next stage and uh, the discipline procedures that we have mean that, that that can sometimes be not very nice. Okay. Um, if students have to be suspended or other things like that. Um, no teacher or head teacher wants to suspend a student, but sometimes that has to happen. So those things aren't very nice. Um, like with all schools, I get given an amount of money to run the whole school. Okay. And um, that's not a huge amount of money. So... I have to sometimes make difficult decisions about how we spend that money uh, and I, in an ideal world I'd like the government to give me even more money so I could you know buy more things for the, the students in the schools but that's sometimes difficult too. 
That would be great as well to get yeah. more things into school. So, what subject do you teach? My um, subject is geography. I teach geography and I do still teach geography. I teach year nine this year and I taught year nine last year. Um, it's something I very much enjoy doing. I used to be a head of geography here and prior to that I was teacher of geography in a number of different schools too. I have also taught in the past games. I've taught mathematics and I've also taught a little bit of history but that was a very long time ago. I didn't know that you were teaching so many things, I just thought you were a geography teacher. So You made huge changes to your awards event this year, how do you feel it went? Um, I think they went very well on the whole. I think it was, uh, some of the thinking behind the changes were to hold it in a bigger venue so that we could have um, students from all different year groups there and I think that worked really, really well. It was nice for me to be able to look out across the whole of the, the Royal Hall and the villa and see students all the way up from, it was year eight, wasn't it, all the way yeah. up through to sixth form, as well as having parents in that. We would not have been able to do that if it had been held in our sports hall as we previously been able uh, done. So, so I think having, particularly other schools, they have their whole school on one site. So whether it's Ramsey or um, Balakameen or QE2, they spend every day of their school all together in their building. Here at St Ninians, because we've got our upper school on the top of Bray Hill and here in our lower school, is that we're separated for almost every day of our you know, time at school. So to come together, I thought was really, really important. And that new awards um, presentation allows us to do that. It did go really well. I enjoyed it as well. So one of the most controversial things that you've done is change the behaviour policy. Why did you do that? Um, when I first first started as head teacher, um, you may or may not remember, but I, I, I sort of asked the opinions through surveys of, of students and teachers and parents as well. Um, what they felt was good about the school and what they thought might need to be improved. And when I got all the results through and all the answers that people gave me, um, it was clear that quite a lot of students, quite a lot of teachers and also and quite a number of parents highlighted the fact that there was quite a bit of low-level disruption sometimes in classes and that there were um, some issues with behaviour in corridors and things. So. I, there's no way that I could have read all that and just thought everything's okay. So after reading all those things, it was important that we did something about it. So we did spend quite a lot of time looking at different ways in which we might tackle that. Um, and I think what's really important is that everybody in the school, the students and the staff, know that the most important thing is the learning that goes on in classrooms and anything else, all the other policies we have, are just supporting that. So um, our um, uh, ready to learn policy is just a policy which is there to make sure all the students are able to be in the best possible frame of mind and have the best possible conditions to help them learn. So that's where that came from. Um, and I'm hoping and I, I feel that it has had that desired effect and that we've got less students being involved in behaviour that maybe isn't helping them learn. I, I agree with that as well. A lot less students have been behaving rudely. 
So, a lot of people want to know when the reward section will come into Ypres. Can you tell us anything about it? Yeah, uh, a little bit in that it's um, at the moment what you're able to do obviously is do all your good things in, in your lessons and you do all your good things in clubs and for sports and music and all drama and all those things and you'll be getting your um, points that are being allocated. I hope you've all got lots yes. already. Um, and now eventually what will happen is those points will... Um, or can be used for different things. Clearly, you get your accolades and you get your, um, the, your other um, uh, prizes as such, but uh, we will be developing a, I suppose, what we call an online shop, really, where you'll be able to exchange some of those for different things. It might be vouchers, it might be, um, if you like, a credit towards tickets or other things. Um, we'll also have some reward strips whereby you're only eligible to go on them if you've got a certain number of um, e-praise points and things like that. So that will happen through the course of this year. Exactly when it will be in place, I don't know, but it's we're building that. Okay. Uh, but it is coming. That's great. That's great news. So what do you plan to do next, next as headmaster? Uh, next? You mean, what's the, is it, do you think there's going to be another big change? Is that what you think? Yes, something like that. Um, we are, well, the moment this year, as you probably... Uh, aware I'm really asking all the teachers to really focus on the learning and lessons to make sure that um, they and the students are giving the quality lessons that makes helps you all to, to learn and make as much progress as you can so because most teachers if not all teachers are doing that anyway you probably won't see a huge difference in that but you might see a little bit of difference around the language that teachers use when they talk about learning Okay. okay so you might see a little bit on that i'm also this year going to be working with some of the senior leadership team and the heads of year on what we call student voice which is effectively listening to some of the ideas and the um, thoughts of students and in maybe including students more in um, some of the different ways in which the school uh, operates and runs so at the moment you have, I know, you know, have tutor group representatives and we have um, some forums like that. It's, it's seeing if we can um, maybe capture that voice a little bit better. So the future of the school is mainly about learning, uh, making learning better and um, getting some more EPRA stuff for students who behave well. Yeah, and yeah, listening to the voice of students okay, as yes, well. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much for being interviewed, Mr. Cole. We've had a great time, and I'm sure our listeners would have found some answers to some questions that they wanted to know. So, thank you very much. Can I thank you as well? I very much enjoyed it. Thank you for being on the podcast, Mr. Cole. Now on to the sports news. It's been a very busy half term in the PE department. The Year Eight hockey team have had mixed results. The best performance was against Ramsey, where the girls won 2-0. The teamwork in this game was great to see, especially as the defence and attack linked together and the girls reaped the reward. Year 10 Rugby versus Ramsey Grammar School lost 57-5. It was a very tough game against a good Ramsey team, but the lads never gave up. Senior Rugby versus Balcomin lost 13-5. This was a very even game in the inaugural Douglas Cup, but there were a few missed chances and that made the difference. The seniors do, however, progress to the semi-finals against Castle Russian. Thursday, 25th October, saw the first annual Douglas Cup in which St. Ninian High School seniors played rugby against Bala. Unfortunately, Bala won 13-5, but it's a start of what we hope to be a prestigious local derby with silverware now up for grabs. 
Year 7 Boys Rugby beat Ballot in the final week of the half term, 10-5, which is a very even contest and our lads just had enough to bring home the win. Year 7 Girls are currently undefeated in their hockey season and have a tournament the first week back. Over 35 girls have represented the school this half term and all thoroughly enjoyed their first experience of secondary competition. Senior girl hockey have reached the island semi-finals and hope to progress further even with a young team. This bodes well for future years. Year 10 girls hockey have also made the island semi-finals and are looking to retain the island championship this year. This has been Hello St Ninians. See you next month for another episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>